Hello? Hello? Is this thing... Is this thing on? Me, it's Garrett. Oh, okay, ready, ready. Okay, let's go, let's go. Let's snowball. Okay, so obviously the whole world is chaotic right now with lockdowns. Well, you know what? We're, both our countries are in lockdown. So like, tell me how you're going. Well, I feel like I've been in lockdown for quite a long time, but it just keeps changing its name. So we're in different restrictions and then different tiers and then it changes again. The bottom line is I'm just stuck in my flat most of the time. How are you coping with it? So I feel as though Canada's approach to all of this is very Canadian. So obviously I am not really Canadian. I'm kind of pseudo-Canadian and I'm obviously acclimatizing to it all, but they just kind of ask people to do better. Like, we know that you're not doing so well, so can we all just try a little bit harder? And as opposed to like the the Asian mentality that I'm quite used to, which is really just like, stop it, don't do that. No, like we're, cu we're cutting you off. And I, I don't know, I think I kind of want to go back to my background. Okay, well, let's park that for now. Let's get into Drag Race. We're not here to critique Drag Race. You know, there's so many pod podcasts out there that do a really good job of it. But I think this is about gay nonsense and there's nothing more nonsensical than Drag Race. So we can't go a show without at least having a quick chat about that. So you've watched the episode, episode two, yes? Yeah, I'm up to speed. Okay, good. So maybe on the count of three, we're going to say love or hate, episode two. Three, two, one, on one, love or hate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Three, two, and then love, hate, or three, two, one, love, hate? Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one. I was at love. One. Oh, shit. <laughs> I liked it better than I thought I was going to. Like, obviously, I'm talking about episode two now. When it started with that whole voting business, that was rubbish and really uninteresting to watch. But once we actually got into the episode, then there was plenty to enjoy. I want to know whether there are real lipsticks in the lipsticks. Like, are they red lipstick? Is it coral? Is it nude? Like, or is it just the case? That's what I want to know. I think that's irrelevant, man. How is that relevant to this? I don't care. I just want to know. Some of these things, can somebody find out for me? Does anyone Reddit? There are some very good Redditors out there. Someone told me today that, um, oh, I'm forgetting all their names now. Um, Tina Burner is- I hate her. Is what? Oh, let's get to that in a bit. But someone told me that she is Graham Norton's ex-boyfriend, which I hadn't realized before. Oh my God, that's such good tea. I know, right? I think it's probably true, but I can't verify it because I don't have time to go and read it. Funny you should say that. You can't verify it? Well, do I have the subreddit for you? There is a subreddit on Reddit called Tea Checker, and they have, like, you can ask anything. People know everything. It's crazy. Just about Drag Race or anything. No, just about Drag Race, Gary. <laughs> concept of tea can be applied more generally, obviously. But no, it's good that there is a Drag Race go-to reference point. You know, like Wikipedia for Drag Race, I guess, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Can we just quickly recap through the episode chronologically, just so I remember what happened? So hated the voting bit, but once we got into the mini challenge, I quite like that fashion week, two runways, give us your looks. I, that's the kind of thing I like to watch. Who were your standouts in the mini challenge? I will say Simone. Obviously Simone. Um, do I remember? 
Do you know what? To be honest, like God makes she's a fashion girl, so of course. And Tainis looks so good as well. I thought anyway. Oh no! You didn't like what? No, orange, yellow, red. Like okay, like no, please just stop. Ronald McDonald. Like Ross Matthews mentioned it. It is very McDonald's, and I am just not a fan. No, I can see the palettes of love it or leave it kind of thing, but you can't deny that they were put together looks. I think I just have a prejudice against her. I just don't like her. Just because she's tall, tall people have rights too. Tall people have feelings too. Tall people are real people. Um, can we just quickly talk also about Michelle's, like what is going on with Michelle's wardrobe this year? I don't, I don't understand. She's doing. She's definitely got like that Manila hair going, but something's changed. This could be just because I've been watching a lot of Sabrina, but it seemed to be very much channeling a Miss Wardwell vibe on that. Oh, we're doing crossovers now. But okay, so what did you feel about no one being eliminated? Practicality-wise speaking, a friend of mine told me the reason is maybe it was COVID-related that they're trying to keep the girls in smaller groups to be um, aware of social distancing, less people, that kind of thing. And I was like, oh. That's a good theory. I'm not sure it's necessarily true, but it's a good theory. I, I, was, I was buying it. No, no, I'm not discounting it. But do you think they're going to eliminate someone next week? They have to start eliminating people, don't they? Maybe it would just be a mass eviction. Yeah, true, true. Two people could go next week. Like the, the Red Wedding episode, everyone <laughs> Game of Thrones style. Everyone, everyone, even RuPaul, gone. Dead. <laughs> Hilarious. Can we stop talking about Drag Race? We can't talk about Drag Race all night. Um, but we do need to mention that we're going to get even more Drag Race because Drag Race UK is about to start as well. Correct. And what is most exciting is that the pit crew got their own promo. Did they? Oh, I haven't seen that. Is it good? Production value, you should see this. They're in a garage. They're in a garage um, oiling shit. Moving on to our next thing we want to talk about today, which is our segment of I Was Today Years Old. And you've decided to share your ignorance about... Fapping. That's right. So do you know this term? Well, yes. I mean, it just means masturbation, doesn't it? I feel as though you only know this term because you literally live on Twitter. Yes, okay. No, I will own up to that. But I think it's probably more of an American term. I don't think it's an... I, we never used it in Australia at all, did we? No, like we use wanking. Yes. I think wanking was definitely more of a word that we used. Where did you first come across the word fapping then? I saw it. Somebody... You know how recently people on Instagram have been doing us, not just the ask me a question, but like they've been doing show us a picture of, or also they've been doing stories of tell me a secret. I love the tell me a secret ones. Do you reveal any of your secrets? No, I just read other people's secrets. You know me. I, I love watching. I love watching. Maybe I like being watched. Wait, so how did the fapping come up in a Tell Me Your Secret? So the guy runs an OnlyFans. Uh, his Instagram was a Tell Me Your Secret. And the person says, I, I fapped to you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? But they also spelt it really funny. They spelt it F-A-P apostrophe D. 
And I was like, I think that's incorrect, isn't it? Like they're doing it wrong. Definitely doing it wrong. That's not how you spell fapped, is it? Would spell check like squiggle red underneath? <laughs> <laughs> and then what would it probably suggest? Frappuccino. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, you are right. So I went on Urban Dictionary and had a look. And um, it basically said what you said, which was that it's another word for masturbation. But do you know the origin? No. What is it? So the origin essentially is that it's a onomatopoeia. Which means that when you say it, it sound, the word sounds like the action? Is that what a Is that what it is? Uh, sorry, is that what it... Say it again? <laughs> the... Um, Exactly. The onomatopoeia, yes, an onomatopoeia <laughs> is a sound word like bang, crack, thwop, clack, I've got more, pop. Fat, fat, fat. That doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> When you, yeah, when you jerk off, what does it sound more like? Like a whoosh, 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 whoosh. No? Mine's more like a... You're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We've learned something today. Well, I've learned something today, I think, anyway. Yeah, you learned how to say onomatopoeia. That's what you learned. You already well, knew what that I haven't learned that at all, actually, to be honest. <laughs> Anyway, I think I'm done talking about that. Can we just move on to something else? You know how I'm a bit of a viral sensation on TikTok? Well, I was wondering if you had any suggestions of people I should be following just to make sure that I'm keeping up with what the kids are into. What I am getting on TikTok is a lot of people lip syncing to either pop culture references or things that are in the news. My favorite though, is when people turn pop culture references into songs. Um, and so there's one guy, and I can't remember his name, um, but he does indie band interpretations of sort of pop culture moments, like sings whole pieces of dialogue from Come Dine With Me. Um, and the, the, which is good, I'm recommending this, I'll send it to you. The other one that I'm really into is the guy who takes social media drama and turns that into songs. Um, and it, the songs are really good themselves, but then the things he's singing about are really kind of, you know, really intriguing. Very current. Yeah, no, no, it's, uh, no, obscure, like, Jane, you stole my, you know, my broccoli casserole recipe. Honestly, I would steal a good one because frankly, it's either all broccoli, it's either all cauliflower. I don't know, You, it's just difficult. Just send me the broccoli recipe, please. The broccoli casserole recipe. I feel like that's all I got out from what you were trying to explain to me just then. Deal. What I want to talk about now is your side hustle. Is it a side hustle or is it your main gig? Uh, I don't make any money out of it. So I think it's definitely not featuring in the main event, but it's a fun little hobby to do on the side. So ergo, a side hustle. Can you tell us, um, do you have like, do you write under a, a name? Oh, like a pseudonym or a pen name? No, I am. Who you are. Yes, 
I'm, I'm my authentic self every day. <laughs> <laughs> and your authentic self is writing erotic gay fiction. Yes. Not non-fiction. What would erotic gay non-fiction be, I wonder? Oh, it would just be like um, real life uh, confessions or real life encounters saying, here's what happened today kind of thing. Oh, good one. I'm actually glad you clarified that. In my head, I was like, isn't it just in an anatomy book? <laughs> That's more of a reference though, like a reference book, isn't it? Oh, you write erotic gay references. <laughs> This, this in figure one is a penis. It is engorged. It is currently throbbing. <laughs> that would be like, and then the description of it. Oh my God, is this an untapped market? Erotic gay textbooks. I'm, I think they're just called textbooks. I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I was in high school, I'm pretty sure I like got off to my sex ed textbook that they gave us at school. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like when it's, there was also that diagram of penises and stuff in the textbook. And then they would also talk about like fapping. And then they would talk about all sorts of stuff. But, um, you know. You talk about fapping, not in Perth. I need some help with what I'm working on at the moment. Um, because I know you like uh, giving your input and your constructive feedback. I'm currently working on a story called Mountain Men. So I'll give you the scenario and give me your opinions, okay? Okay, so this story is called Mountain Men. Picture this. The hero of our story is Robbie. He's a young guy just finishing school who decides to go and spend the summer with his uncle Walt. Walt is some kind of forestry ranger and he, he lives in a remote part of the Canadian mountains. The town is called Delacourt. The tension in this story comes in the form of Walt's neighbour, Aiden. Aiden is a big bear of a man. What I'm struggling with though, is how to build up the sexual tension between the three of them. In the first draft that I've got at the moment, Robbie pretty much just turns up, drops his shorts, and then it's game on. I think I need to kind of flesh it out a bit. That's really where romance is lost, Gareth. And I think that you're just perpetuating it by writing, Robbie turned up to Uncle Walt's house in the mountains in Delacourt, where he dropped his pants and they fucked. The end. It's just like real life, right? I believe that's kind of a haiku. It's not really an erotic novel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put some detail in there, obviously. There'll be, um, there's going to be a skinny dipping scene where Aiden takes Robbie to swim in a mountain swimming pool. I do like the names from what you've given me. Walt... Walt to me, Walt Disney. I think of him as a bit sort of, not huge, but like mid thirties, he's got sort of a bit of a scruffy beard. He wears khaki shorts and he's got very strong thighs. Like. Also, I think like Uncle Walt, I feel like it's Gary. Gary. No way, it's not Gary. There's no way it's Gary. There are so many. I'm a subject matter expert in Canadiana, okay? That's why you brought me on here. There are plenty of Gary. I've met a lot of Garys here in Canada. Yeah, but they don't give me like sexy, sexually curious uncle vibes though. I just think that you, maybe all of these Garys, that you just don't think that they have like thick thighs. <laughs> 
That's the problem. Gary to you does not scream thick thighs. It does not. Um, I don't think I've actually answered your question though. So how are you going to build this tension up? I feel like it has to be maybe Robbie needs help with a lot of stuff. And so Aiden is a bit of a mentor. Help me chop wood. Help me light a fire. Help me um, get the stove going for dinner. Massage my sore thick thighs. Who has the thick thighs? Do they all have thick thighs? They all can't have thick thighs. It's a genetic thing that runs in the family. <laughs> yes, much. Yes, I know exactly. Much like a sway back or um, high cholesterol. Our family has sadly been <laughs> um, not blessed, but, but blessed, blessed with thick thighs. I gotta even say, thick thighs. It's like omnipotent. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm excited though. I want to I want to help you workshop more. So what I want to know is um are there ever any female characters in gay erotic novels, fiction, textbooks, references? Well, this is kind of the weird thing about gay erotic fiction is that most of it is written for an audience of women. So the, the lies you're lying to me. No, no, this is dead set true. Like if you look at the um, the Amazon bestseller list for gay erotic fiction, all of the books in there are written for an audience of heterosexual women. So the stories that you get, generally they're written by women or men writing for women, uh, are very much about they have to have happily ever after. They have to generally be some sort of um, masculine guy with a feminine guy who fall hopelessly in love and then live happily ever after for the rest of things. So it's very different to what I write, which means that the audience for actual gay stuff is fairly limited. Wow, I was gonna say, so um, like, have you considered breaking the mold? But it sounds like you are breaking the mold, Gareth. You're breaking the ceiling. It's shattering around you right now. Some say brave. I just say I'm living my truth. All right, well, I will bring you more updates on that story next week, I think, because I'll go away, do a bit of writing, see where my creative juices take me, and we'll report back next week. Hmm, interesting. So I have a question for you, and I... I'm a very curious person. That's just my personality. I have lots of questions. I love to ask questions. Curious. Curious Ming, that's what they call me. Someone slid into my DMs the other day. And to be honest, I don't mind if people slide into my DMs. They're very few and far between. And also, sadly, from what I hear, other people receive a lot of erotic imagery. I don't feel like I receive as much as I would like, personally. But that's, a, that's another problem. What did you receive on this occasion? Just a message. But the message was rather nice. It said something along the lines of, hey, and then this is where I have the problem. It was like, hey, baby girl, I want to get a piece of that ass. Back, back right up. So, baby girl? Yeah, and it wasn't even um, girl, like it wasn't even like G-U-R-L, and it wasn't wall, it wasn't G-W-O-R-L, it was just baby girl. 
And I think that's cute, but you know me, you've seen me. Question, have you communicated with this person before or was this the first piece of communication? First piece of communication. Cold, straight into your DM, hey baby girl. Not even that, not even to my like, into my general DMs. You know how there's like two, like you get the, it was a request. Got it. I have a follow up. Yes, continue on. I don't ever think of you in that sort of description or terminology as baby girl, but I would wonder maybe someone looking at your Instagram might get a perception of you that, you know, about your gender expression, maybe. True, but like, I don't know whether I'm like doll-like, like, am I doll-like? You're cute, like in your, when you're made up and stuff, like when you're in full geese. But is Minnie Wang really a young woman? I, this is the other question I would love. Oh, just shaking your head. You know what? You shook your head too quickly. I know, but like, you're not plastic tiara, are you? Like she's petite and gorgeous and cute. Whereas you're a muscle queen. Like, am I late? Am I late teens? No. Am I early twenties? Well, no, in the right life. My late twenties. You're timeless, but you're not. Um, <laughs> you're not. You're not small and vulnerable. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I don't feel like I'm a baby girl. Like, do you know what baby girl to me also sounds very similar to like baby doll. Sure. And I think that's where it catches me. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't see myself wearing a, like a baby doll dress. That's not really what I would wear. No. And to me, it gives me that sort of power dynamic of. If I was calling you baby girl or baby doll or whatever, it's a sense of I'm the protective one who's going to look after you and treat you like a princess kind of thing. Whereas that's not the vibe that Minnie Wayne gives me at all somehow. Like. But like, I wouldn't mind that, but I just wouldn't be called baby girl. <laughs> just to clarify, you want to treat me like a princess, you want to put me on a pedestal, you want to look after me, that's all great, but just don't call me baby girl or baby doll. <laughs> so, what did you reply? Oh, I just ignored it. <laughs> well, that's the end of this week's show. We'll be back again soon for more snowballing and more gay nonsense. <laughs>